And I think a lot of the principles of Web3 really jive well with the creator economy, the idea of ownership, decentralization, you know, new ways to make money. It's going to be very important for brands you know, to collaborate with creators to navigate into the new Web3. That relationship that they created with their community is going to be so important to start bringing into Web3 universe those consumers that are not crypto native. I mean, I have no doubt that, you know, wherever there's online communities, there are going to be creators and creators are kind of the lifeblood of these platforms and they drive a lot of trends. In order for them to go to the next step, it's very important to see what the value that they will be adding to it. Conscious about, let me understand this first before jumping into it. Because of course we need to start looking into people that are already in the game. Welcome to Influencer Marketing Cover Podcast. This is Mara Genovese, founder and president of Imaging Power, a global digital marketing powerhouse. Thank you again for being here with me on the past episodes. It's been amazing to see what are the engagement that we're having through our podcast, and I could not be more excited to be joining today with our co-host Andrea Cortez. Andrea is our proposition development manager at, at Imaging Power. And today, together, we're going to talk about the fascinating world of creative economy universe and how this is evolving through the Web3. And we have an incredible guest today with us, Kaya UEF. Kaya, did I say your surname correctly? Yes, UEF. Close enough. All right, all right. So, Andrea, thank you so much for joining me today and how excited to have Kaya with us today. I'm so excited. I'm so excited because it's been quite a long way to have Kaya on this podcast. So I'm really excited to do this podcast that is, I'm sure, a very promising one and that I'm sure a lot of people are going to want to to hear out. So Kaya is joining us from New York City, where she's a creator economy reporter for The Information. And through a weekly newsletter, she covers the personalities, the deals, the companies, and the trends driving this creator economy industry. She started her career covering breaking news for the street and has written for Bloomberg and CNN on tech and social media. So today, we're going to be exploring with her how the rise of Web3 will impact the development of the creator economy and reach, and reach some insights for both brands and influencers to learn how to dive into this new uh, era of the web. So welcome to Influencer Marketing and Pod Podcast, Kaya. We're delighted to have you here. How are you? Good. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Amazing, Kaya. Yes, indeed. Very exciting to have you here. And uh, yes, yeah, so great story that Andrea met you at South by Southwest this year. So I was there as well as one of the speakers. And I remember when Andrea met you, she said, oh, my God, I met, I met an incredible, you know, lady called Kaya. And then she would be amazing to be our guest on our podcast. And here we are, you know, after a few months. So appreciate the time and thank you so much again. So Kaya, I am very like myself, very you know, fascinated, but also obsessed about the change that we're going to actually, that not we are going to see, they're already seeing happening because of the Web3 and the impact that the Web3 will have on the creative economy. And <clears throat> I would love to start our conversation getting your, you know, your view, your perspective of, you know, what are, what are the evolution that we're already seeing and what will be, what we'll be seeing throughout that, you know, evolution 
of the Web3? So I think it's a big question. I mean, I think a lot of the principles of Web3 really jive well with the creator economy, the idea of ownership, decentralization, you know, new ways to make money. But I think like we're super, super early. So I think we have to remember that the, the tech is still in the early stages. Um, so we have to kind of see how this plays out in practice. Um, we've seen some creators experiment with NFTs. That seems to be kind of the um, the major way that creators at least now are interacting with Web3. Um, so it's still very early days. And I'll say that a lot of creators still are trying to figure out if this is something they want to be involved with or if an NFT is something that they want to um, explore. And Kaya, to your point, because like you, like that you said, I am still seeing like creators trying to understand if they would like to be involved uh, on the Web3, on the NFTs and how this will evolve. When you say that, what are the biggest questions that, you know, on your perspective, creators are having of like questioning if that's something that they want to pursue or not? So I talk to creators roughly once a week or more um, for my newsletter. So I do many profiles of creators and I talk to them for various stories and I tend to ask kind of similar questions. And one of them increasingly has been, you know, Web3 NFTs. And often the question is met with this pause of like, um, where like they don't, you know, some of them are creators are also just so busy, like they're creating content for so many platforms. So to, they're sometimes just figuring out like, do I want to do a Patreon? Do I want to do a podcast? And going to an NFT is a pretty big leap in terms of kind of understanding and time commitment. Um, you know, one, the tech is early. I think there's a lot of like blockchain and digital ledgers, and there's this new language that people need to kind of understand. And it can be really intimidating to get involved with that and understand you know, the, the technical intricacies of it. I think now, especially we're in a really challenging time for crypto where prices are falling, the value of NFTs are not what they were last year. So creators who might've experimented last year um, may not want to jump into that now. I think another hesitancy is um, the big lawsuit against um, some big celebrities, including Kim Kardashian for crypto scams. And I think creators and their audiences, are, that's their most important thing is their fan relationship. So they also don't want to be seen as, you know, selling something that maybe they don't totally understand, or there's all these negative headlines uh, about crypto and that's some of the hesitancy. Um, and I think too, just like, what is the value now? Um, you know, is there an NFT with utility that might have an interesting bent to it? But I think creators on a daily basis are so busy with all the content that they're creating that an NFT might not be kind of the top thing that they're worried about right now. Yeah, so maybe it's a, it's a, it's a combination of, right, uh, for understanding, right? So what is, what is this NFTs, right? Is the, what is the value, right? Because it is, it is not, people say, oh, it's so easy to understand what is crypto, what is NFT and how you, you know, you develop them, but in, in the reality that it's not, right? And, and I think that it's, a, it's more like the creators trying to understand how it works, but to your point, and I said, what is my value of actually joining and creating you know, a platform within that new platform that is now here? Because uh, there is this, uh, we work with a lot of creators as well, and there's, there is this anxiety sometimes from the creators that they see new things coming and then they feel like they must jump into it straight away because if they don't, they will be left behind and you know they will lose engagement or they will lose value or they will be you know not, not you know not as as disrupted yes yeah, kind of the formal right 
Uh, but uh, but it's great to hear that, you know, from your conversation with the creators that we have, that they are more conscious about it, right? So conscious about, let me understand this first before jumping into it. Because yes, as you said, creators are busy creating content and there is already a community that they have established and created. So they need to continue to be feeding that community, right? And then in order for them to go to the next step, it's very important to see what the value that they will be adding to it. Yeah, and I think it's even also, how do we as brands and agencies also, and platforms too, how can we start onboarding influencers into Web3, educating them into dismitifying what the NFT is, or more than Web3 is more than NFTs, right? So it's not just the NFT that is the entry platform to go into Web3 and build that co-creation and that ownership with your community. There are various ways that you can do it. Of course, all of us are exploring and understanding what is doable or not. But maybe it's also about us creating an operational system where brands and platforms educate creators, engage with creators on different things and on different ways that they can onboard themselves into Web3. And then the creators, we do believe that they're a key partner to onboard new audiences into Web3 because that relationship that they created with their community is gonna be so important to start bringing into Web3 universe those consumers that are not crypto native. Like we are learning as we go, but a great partner for consumers to go in are gonna be the creators. But then we have to fill the gap, right? Fill the gap of the knowledge of the creators first with the platforms teaching them that we know that, for example, Instagram already is announcing that they're understanding and practicing on how they're going to get NFTs into Instagram. How can we make this Web3 activities or tools more relatable to influencers first so that they can onboard? Just jumping to you and Chandra, and what's your thought, uh, Kaya, in regards to like the move that social media already doing it into the Web3 example, like Instagram? How do you see that? I think it has the potential to push it more into the mainstream because I think right now you have, like you said, crypto native or like you have this kind of very heavily invested crypto group um, and it hasn't really hit the mainstream. Um, So especially with NFTs, I mean, there's lots of studies out there about, you know, how low percentage of people actually own NFTs and even on OpenSea, like the majority of people buying NFTs, it's like one group. It's, It's not super widespread yet. Um, so I think like the potent when social media platforms come in and offer some sort of feature like that, it does have the potential to get it in front of, you know, the vast audiences of people who use social media. Um, you know, we've seen Twitter has been kind of the first to actually implement something in practice where you can turn your avatar into your NFT. And that's part of their uh, Twitter blue subscription where you have to pay a monthly fee for added features. So we've seen that be really popular, but I think Twitter in general has a really vibrant crypto <laughs> enthusiast community. Um, so we've seen that there. I've seen it less anecdotally on Instagram with people making, you know, their their avatar, uh, their NFT. but I think it, it's worked so far on Twitter, but there's not really a lot of value to it besides just like, hey, I own a verified NFT and I, you know, this is kind of part of my identity or maybe I'm a crypto investor. And so um, I think we've started to see it. It'll be interesting to see if YouTube actually, YouTube or Instagram actually launches a marketplace where you can buy and sell NFTs, or if you're a digital artist, if you can somehow show that on your profile. So I think we have a lot of questions about what this is going to look like, but Instagram and YouTube have both said that, you know, they're, they're interested in NFTs. And I think other platforms have, or at least looking at it. Um, 
just because of all the buzz over the past year. And Linky here did like with the avatars, right? Because so like on Twitter now you can turn your avatar into into NFT. We've been talking a lot about avatars, right? When the Web three, when it comes to virtual worlds and, and and metaverse, and then I think this is another hot topic at the moment. Just not just for creator, but also for brands, right? So how this on the Web three, how this virtual world is actually gonna work, right? And how can one person have, you know, multiple avatars, multiple, you know, identities and different behaviors and attitudes. So let's talk about your, this, you know, the avatars and the virtual world and how this will impact the creative economy. And, and again, to your point, like how the creators are seeing as, as, as this virtual world as something that, you know, they will, they will kind of embrace or is something that, you know, based, you know, on your expertise and, and conversation that we have is something that is kind of the same as NFT for them is still need the time to, to understand and understand value. I think it's too far off. I mean, obviously metaverse became a huge buzzword last year, especially with Facebook changing its name. Um, but I think like nothing is tangible yet. Like, yes, you know, Facebook is doing, you know, virtual reality and has virtual worlds, but I think it's just, too hypothetical right now of what this is going to look like. And I think we, ha we have some of this, right? Like Roblox, could is that the metaverse? I mean, yeah. I think there's a lot of questions with that. And you do have creators on Roblox who have made worlds and, and make a living off of Roblox in different ways. And, and they've been trying to increase ways for creators to make money and, and, and build following. So I think some of it's happening. I mean, I have no doubt that, you know, wherever there's online communities, there are going to be creators and creators are kind of the lifeblood of these platforms and they drive a lot of trends. So um, I'm sure that creators will be involved in some way, but I think the question of how, I think Snapchat is an interesting example of, you know, they acquired Bitmoji several years ago and, um, you know, they, they've done a really good job of making it consumer friendly, like with their augmented reality filters and all this stuff, they've made it really usable and friendly where these words like augmented reality can just feel like, oh, this is, you know, super high tech stuff. So I don't think we've seen a use case, um, especially for NFTs where, um, it's the same way where it's a super consumer friendly experience. I think there's a lot of friction still with even just buying an NFT and setting up a crypto wallet. And there's so many marketplaces and so much noise and so much happening that it can be hard to even know like, okay, should I do OpenSea or like, where should my crypto wallet be? It's, it's all just very confusing right now from the consumer perspective. And we haven't had that killer um, application yet that is available to the masses and people are able to use. And do you think we're going to have that, you know, that killer, you know, <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's just a structure in place uh, eventually or, or not? Because that's the question, right? So now it's very confusing, but is eventually this is going to take form or this is just a noise now? <laughs> Now I think a lot of people are working on it and a lot of investment is going into this space. Yeah, yeah. Um, there's just so, I mean, the amount of pitches I get on a daily basis, that's like, Hey, we're a web three creator metaverse company. Like there's just so many companies that are trying to do this. Um, so there's a lot of noise. It's very crowded. There's a lot of, you know, there was a lot of investment going into the space. There is still going investment going into it, but obviously, um, you know, the funding environment is very different than a year ago, but um, you know, it's a big question. I think people are working on it and, and hopeful that they can build something that is a little easier to use. Yes. And as you are constantly in communication with creators, 
that are obviously not just on Instagram or Snapchat. There are these new channels coming into the game more and more. Like Twitter, as you said, is taking the lead when we're talking about Web3, right? But also now we have Discord, Reddit. Reddit has been in the, in, in the landscape for a long time, but now Discord. Discord is changing the game when it comes to community building. Have you heard back from creators when it comes to them onboarding people or creating their community on this channel? Like, what are they saying? What are the insights there that brands and also creators that are not yet on the channel need to learn from? Because of course, we need to start looking into people that are already in the game, like Twitch. Twitch creators are a great example of listen to them, go to them to understand how to build communities in real time as you stream on gaming, for example. But for example, Discord, it's such a new channel. What can we learn? Have you heard from influencers on what are the main tips, insights on this channel? Yeah, I think with Discord, you know, it's obviously been very popular with gamers and a lot of, you know, people historically have used it for gaming, both just friends hanging out and gaming together to Twitch creators having Discord communities for their fans. Um, I think other creators are starting to adapt to it more. I mean, Discord is very popular with Gen Z for very, you know, school clubs are using it to connect on there. It's almost like a Gen Z version of Slack, right? Like that's what it's kind of become. So it's not just for gamers anymore, definitely. Um, I think certain creators are, you know, setting up Discord servers for their fans. Um, I, it's still rare. I mean, I think Creators are also using Facebook groups sometimes. Um, they're using Slack. Some, some creators have Slack channels for different um, reasons or different groups of fans. So Discord has definitely emerged as a great option for community because I think on Instagram or YouTube, yes, you have your comment section. Yes, you can direct message people, but there isn't a great way that facilitates a bunch of people talking to each other. And I think creators have this fan base that is there for a specific reason. Maybe they're a similar age group or live in a similar place or have similar interests. Maybe it's a food creator and all the people are following them for recipes and to be able to have a community where those fans, you know, it's not really dependent on the creator to be in there facilitating the conversation necessarily. Um, it's more about a place for those fans to connect. Um, So we've seen that where on Patreon, for example, creators will sell access to a private Discord server where it's like, hey, these are really my super fans. And if you want to be part of this and, and maybe I'll do a, a chat every once in a while or I'll drop, you know, exclusive content into the Discord. So it's definitely emerged as kind of a, a community platform. There's others like Geneva, which is another one, which kind of acts similarly of just being able to connect around certain interests where, you know, a creator may or may not be involved with that. So I think there is a desire for community building. You get some of that in Instagram or TikTok comments, but um, Discord is definitely a platform that can facilitate that more easily. Community building. That's another, you know, hot, hot topic when it comes to, you know, talking with, you know, creators and brand because now the community like if we're looking back you know the you know influencers and you know social media five years ago there was not much about the community that they were like developing it was more about you know sharing your content and what is the number of you know likes and you know followers that you have but as the industry has evolved and now you know influencer marketing creative economies it's like it's 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 here and it's it's huge the community aspect became such an important you know element from both brands and creators 
and now more than ever, brands understand the value of engaging with influencers because of their community, right? Because they, they know more than anybody like what their community are looking like looking for what they like what they don't like and brands need to trust the creators when it comes to creating content so how 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 the creative economy when it like what is is that community will continue to be you know the most important thing for creators to continue to leverage and monetize will be their community and if so, how 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 does the creator? What is the you know? Is there any you know tip here of how to build that community? You know how to engage and how to become that community loyalty, you know, to to the creator because it's I know that is a something that you know our audience here it's very you know asking question around that. Yeah, I think now the ways that creators, especially on Instagram, are doing it is like a lot of creators will set aside an hour or more of their day to just answer direct messages. And that's a way for them to have a direct line back to their creators or back to their fans. Um, so that's one way, responding to Instagram comments, just really engaging with people. Um, another thing that I've seen too is there's various features within Instagram where it's like, ask me a question and it's a question box and you know people will engage that way. They might do an Instagram live while they'll, where they'll answer questions. So those are different ways kind of on the platforms. Again, Discord is another example of having a community or having some sort of private forum to connect with your audience. Um, uh, I think another way to, um, I just lost my train of thought, um, Discord, I think on TikTok too, like the comment section on TikTok is just so important. <laughs> like people love reading the comments. So I think anytime they can facilitate that um, is good. Um, and I think in terms of building community, it's really about consistency. That's what I hear. Yeah. Number one thing from creators is like I posted three TikToks every single day for a year. Like it's exhausting, but that's what I did. And then I think you can scale it back a little bit, but being consistent is a big way. Another thing too, is a lot of creators are trying to have kind of more ownership and control of their audience because they've seen over the years with social platforms, how, you know, they've lost access to their account or the algorithm changes and suddenly they're not reaching as many people as they used to. So we're seeing like newsletters, blogs come back, Creators are trying to compile mailing lists where they might be sending updates to um, different followers. Um, I think newsletters are a really interesting, um, you know, way to connect with with um, fans. Um, Emily Mariko, who I'm sure you saw for her viral salmon recipe, yeah. so she started a newsletter on Substack and she sends it out once a week, and it's like her meal plan for the week, and it's you know a way for people interested and saw her viral salmon recipe for her to now have a mailing list of like I can actually reach these people directly versus you know last year I think it was a big wake-up call when Facebook had that major outage and Instagram was down for hours and if your main following and your main channel is Instagram that's really scary that, that is really scary very scary because if it's if it's if Instagram disappeared what happened with what your my with best. your yes with your your free community and you mentioned ownership another very key word you know for web3 what ownership of content means on web3 i think that's a very philosophical question because i think like you know, <laughs> i think there's a lot of promises right now with web3 and lofty language but i think it, the devil's in the details uh, because 
I don't know, like you still need platforms that facilitate that. So I think like smart contracts are really interesting where like that's a way to really be able to say like, I own this or I did this. Um, but I think we still have to kind of see how this plays out because they're still going to be gatekeepers in a way. Like OpenSea is the largest NFT marketplace. Are they not the new gatekeeper like a Facebook in Web2? So I think there's just a lot of questions of like what this is going to look like. Um, and it's been interesting actually to see on the startup side, a lot of crypto and NFT marketplaces, they might raise a traditional financing round from a VC and then they'll start doing this community raise where they sell tokens. And um, that's interesting where the token holders are more the owners of the company versus VCs, but we've seen this mix still of, of VCs are still very much involved in this space. No, and actually like I was reading um, an article the other day that it said like, yeah, Web3 is all about the decentralization economy and how the ownership economy more. Um, and I think if we think about Web3, we, we always think about the digital section of it. But there's this not digital section of it that is how can I co-create something that is part mine and part my community? And it doesn't necessarily need to be in the digital space. So one of the examples that they were saying on that article was like, for example, newsletter, going back to the example that you were just saying, there are creators that across, not, not tokens, but across different dynamics, they're asking their audience to support them on creating this new venture that they're going to and that they're part of that creation. And I remember very well, at South by Southwest actually, one of the panelists that share the stage with you, I asked the question like, have you entered Web3? Have you entered this space? And he was like, how I've entered it is that I've started on Discord um, to share with my audience ideas of podcast episodes and they're co-creating the episode with me. So when they see that episode out, it, they know that they've been part of this co-creation. And even though it's not an ownership in a monetization way, it is a part of ownership and community building strategy with that community. So I think it's different ways that we can see it. And of course, as the evolution of Web3 goes, as, web, as, as we saw it on Web2 and how social media evolved to where we see it today, Web3 is going to do the same, right? We're maybe 10 years mm -hmm. still to see how it actually is going to go. But I think also it's time for both brands, agencies, and creators to test the waters and see how are the dynamics? Like, how can I be creative and think about how I can co-create with my audience? Like, actually, yesterday or, or yeah, this week, La, 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 there's a fashion brand that sh launched their NFT collection along with creators and they set up this Discord channel that they selected a few people of their audience in collaboration with the influencers to give them an NFT of the brand for them to mint. It's not the brand that is minting it and selling it. They were gifting it to the audience for them to mint it. And then that gave them access to more experiences with the brand and with the creators that they were collaborating with. So it's about creativity yeah, also. How it's a co-creation, right? And I think we're going to be seeing this uh, a lot uh, on, on the Web3 because it's going to be very important for brands you know, to collaborate with creators to navigate into the new Web3. So I think it works you know, both ways, creators and brands collaborating together, educating, you know, audience together in order to, you know, to succeed within, you know, this new era of the internet. So Kaya, I know we are like, we, we would love to be talking here forever, but to conclude here, I think you, you've, you said a lot, like still very early stage, 
show a lot for you know for especially for creators to understand and to navigate and, and to understand the value but if you you know through your you know like expertise and being talking with creators you know on a weekly basis to you know to write your articles if you could give like you know three tips for you know for influencers creators of like how 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 potentially they can succeed into the web3 and of course making into the creative economy what's the three advice that will you would be giving to them I mean, I think the most interesting in terms of NFTs is like if there's a utility to it. I don't know that fans will find a lot of value out of just like owning this one random NFT that a creator created for whatever it was. I think the interesting use cases will be like, what does the NFT unlock? Like if you're an NFT holder, does that you know, give you discounts on merchandise or does that give you, you know, access? Maybe they're doing a meet and greet in person and you get some special VIP access to that. Like, I think that's really the things creators should be thinking about of like, what is the value of this NFT to my audience? Um, and I think just like making sure they understand the space and that this is something that is right for them and makes sense kind of for their content or like the NFT they're creating, um, that probably would be one thing. Um, and then I think just in general, um, creators have been really good about just diversifying their income. And again, NFTs maybe could be part of that, but just not relying on one platform or one revenue stream. We've seen really that um, expand and evolve where it used to be like you were an Instagram influencer and you made money from brand sponsorships and that was it. Um, and now I think you see creators branching out into teach you know, selling and teaching online courses or doing a newsletter and doing subscriptions or having a Patreon or selling merchandise. And they have all these different revenue streams that then insulate them when, you know, YouTube suddenly AdSense revenue is down and it's 2017 and it's the adpocalypse and there's all these brand safety concerns <laughs> and they were relying on ad revenue and, and now that's in half and that's, you know, their main income. So I think just diversifying your income and your business um, and again, going back to kind of the consistency theme of just putting out content consistently. But I think when you have different revenue streams, then you're insulated and you don't have to be on that content wheel necessarily of like creating 17 TikToks a day. Um, and that will help too. We didn't really touch on burnout today, but I think that's a, a huge, um, you know, danger to the creator economy of, you know, you leave this corporate job where you have benefits and set hours and, you could just work all the time, constantly. I talk to creators who are like, yeah, I'm on social media every single day and you know, setting boundaries. So being able to diversify your income and maybe hire a team to kind of help you are things that have really helped, um, at least from the creators I've spoken to. It's good that you mentioned like, like you know, leaving their jobs to become a creator because, you know, again, working with a lot of creators here, guys, creators work really, really hard. You know, create content is not as easy as it looks like when it was growing down TikTok and Instagram. So that requires time, dedication, strategy. It's not overnight, right? Is it possible? It is, but it, it requires a lot of work. And I think it's very important, you know, for you know, for everybody that's you know considering to be a creator. That you know, that's it's it's. It's, it requires work and sometimes even more work than if you have, you know, a, a, a normal, a normal uh, job, right? Because it is, uh, it's not an easy thing to, to create content. That's why I think it's fascinating, the creative economy, and it's fascinating 
to see what the creators are creating right throughout their content and how they're changing the game of like how consumers engage with brands and service so for me is the the whole thing is a it's it's very fascinating kaya it was a pleasure to have you here with us today at our influencer marketing cover podcast thank you so much for taking the time uh and it was a pleasure i'm sure our audience here listening to us have enjoyed our conversation and if you wanted to hear more about kaya you know we're gonna keep her information here on details of how to where to read her you know her articles you know how to find her content and then get more of her expertise when it comes to creative economy and web3 Andrea, thank you so much for being my co-host today. It was great to have you here again with me. It's always a pleasure to co-host with you. Uh, and thank you, Kaya. It was a great, you, we have great insights with you. And of course, we're going to stay in touch. Uh, thank you so much. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Thank you so much. And for everyone that is listening to us today, thank you so much for the time. And if you have not yet subscribed, please make sure to do so. We are on YouTube, Amazon, Apple and Spotify. I look forward to see you guys on our next episode and thank you so much for tuning in. Thank you. Bye.